You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We don't know what's going to happen next in each day of the Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers drama back and forth. But I think from a Chicago Bears perspective, we just need to revel in it and enjoy it while it lasts. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Today's episode brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On the show today, we react to the latest developments with Aaron Rodgers going back and forth with Green Bay and now add Devontae Adams to the list of potentially disgruntled players interested in what's going to happen with both of those guys. We'll look at it from a Chicago Bears perspective, how it affects this team and how Bears fans are enjoying it and, and how we might look at it moving forward. We will check in with our Green Bay Packers expert, Peter Bukowski, here on the Lockdown Podcast Network and kind of sort through all the latest details on where exactly things stand as of now. And then we can only do so much Packers talk on one podcast, so we'll have to circle back at the end to the new tight end the Bears just signed, Jesse James, formerly of the Detroit Lions. We'll figure out where he fits in this Bears depth chart and what we might be able to expect from him this upcoming season. But let's start with, of course, uh, a fun thing to watch from afar, a certain amount of built-in drama in Green Bay in a way that we haven't really seen them have to deal with in quite some time. You know, they go from a decade and a half of Brett Favre to a decade and a half of Aaron Rodgers, and it's been pretty pretty squeaky clean except for the, you know, the little transition there in between, but a lot of success and blah, 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 blah. We know the Green Bay Packers have had things too good for too long. And so now that it's time for training camp, we're still not 100% sure whether or not Aaron Rodgers will be there. We'll get into some of the real nitty-gritty here in a little bit, but the latest we know from NFL insider Ian Rappaport is that Rodgers has apparently indicated to people close to him that he does plan to play for Green Bay this season. The expectation is there, and there are a lot of factors at play, but GM Brian Gutekunst is saying he's hopeful for a positive outcome, and there's some glimmer of optimism that a deal might be able to get done there, or some kind of arrangement should be done. So it's still not resolved, and it still could linger into this season, right? I mean, it could be a year-long distraction, and I think from a Bears fan perspective, that would be great if every week this team is maybe not even always being asked the question, but it's on everyone's mind, either where is Aaron Rodgers or if Aaron Rodgers is there, how much longer will he be there? And, you know, if, if he starts making a mistake or if things start going poorly with he and the head coach, Matt LaFleur, if, you know, all that tension will, it'll be the giant elephant in the room, whether Rodgers is there or not. It's a massive issue that's not going to just go away unless they completely trade him. And even then, it's a it's a whole other discussion about, where the team is and what the team is getting out of what they have. And, I mean, it would just shake up everything. I mean, at this point, the Packers don't seem willing to budge on trading him. It seems like it's either Rodgers retires or Rodgers sucks it up and, and deals, with, deals with it from a season this year. But I think from a Bears perspective, I'd like to go about it thinking 
if you're doing things the right way in Chicago, it shouldn't really make a huge difference to what you're trying to do as an organization. Obviously, when Rodgers is on the Packers, they're much more difficult to beat than when Rodgers is not on the Green Bay Packers. But if you're building the Chicago Bears, you need to build this team to be good enough to beat the Packers with Aaron Rodgers or without Aaron Rodgers. That if your team's not good enough to beat the Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers, then your team is not good enough, period. Then you haven't done a good enough job. And you need to build your team so that you can take down teams as good as an Aaron Rodgers-led Packers team. And so if this team is going to be successful, it has to be better than that. So to that extent, it doesn't necessarily matter that much to the Bears if Rodgers is there or not. Honestly, it might be kind of fun to watch Justin Fields and Aaron Rodgers really kind of go head-to-head and duel out, you know, really have quarterback go throw for throw and try and push each other and see how that might develop into some sort of rivalry over time. I mean, yes, there will be other quarterbacks for Justin Fields to have to duel as he grows into his starting role and starts to emerge as whatever type of quarterback he's going to be at this NFL level. But it certainly would also feel good for Bears fans if it's Jordan Love and maybe Chicago is getting the better of that quarterback matchup for a little while, right? There's there's some give and take there. You want to challenge the best, you want to beat the best, and you need to prove as a team that you are better than the best either way, whether Green Bay is or isn't one of those bests, but it would be fun along the way also to maybe get some payback there after what has been 30 years of high-quality Packers quarterback play. It does feel like we're kind of getting to the point where it needs to be somebody else's turn, and you look around the division right now, and the Bears are the only one with, like, a young franchise quarterback of the future really locked in outside of maybe Jordan Love but that's right that that would just be the Packers again but the Lions don't really have that yet the Vikings not a lot of confidence that they have that yet and so all signs point to if there's a power shift that the Bears are positioned the best for the long term in terms of the quarterback position and boy would that be fun to watch moving forward here it's all sort of still to be determined you know Packers are still sorting out what's going to happen with Rodgers. I mean, this seems to be changing rather quickly, and even by the time you listen to this podcast, maybe things have changed a little bit more. But we'll try and catch up on the latest details of what we know as of right now with with some help from our Packers expert, Peter Bukowski, next on Locked on Bears. With all this Aaron Rodgers news and movement, all the odds for the Packers have come down at betonline.ag until we start to see where things actually are. But doesn't mean there isn't plenty of more for you to bet on across the rest of the NFL, including your Chicago Bears. Odds for Justin Fields to be Offensive Rookie of the Year, Matt Nagy, Coach of the Year, Allen Robinson, odds to lead the NFL in receiving yards this season, plus the Bears' win total, the over-under, the playoff line, all that could change with or without Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. And then you can bet on all the other sports, too, soccer, hockey, baseball, tennis, the Olympics right now. There are so many different ways to play and win at betonline.ag, and it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Sign up today for a free account and enter our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your free 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 
So I want to take advantage of our friends here on the Locked On Podcast Network to help us get up to speed a little bit on what's going on in Green Bay and how the Packers are sort of handling this and a lot of sort of latest developments here. And so I want to turn to Peter Bukowski, the host of Locked On Packers. He was a guest on the Locked On NFL podcast to break all this down. And I thought rather than getting Peter back on here to answer all the same questions again and kind of give us all the same answers, why not call upon our friends in the Locked On NFL podcast? So Bo Brack was hosting the edition of the podcast for the conversation with Peter. And I'll turn it over to them to really kind of take us through what exactly is going on. It's the Lockdown NFL Podcast live on YouTube. You can find us, of course. Subscribe, hit that alerts button. I'm joined by Peter Bukowski, of course. Locked on today and locked on Packers. Suddenly, Green Bay Packers have become the biggest soap opera in the NFL. Book, thanks for joining us, man. I just want to, as if you are watching on YouTube, I'm going to take us through through pictures on social media. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. I don't know if they're deeming themselves the Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan of the NFL that was posted. And then also you had Aaron Rodgers working out, hanging out with his left tackle, David Bakatari. But, uh, you know, I, I would have never guessed, and I don't know if you could, Peter, that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a more dramatic exit from Green Bay than his predecessor, Brett Favre. It, it does seem impossible. And, and what's really remarkable about that is that Aaron Rodgers has spent essentially his entire career saying he does not want to end his career at Green Bay the way Brett Favre did. And I guess he's right that that will not be the case because it'll be more dramatic. As you said, this is this is much more contentious than that was. And now it has this trickle-down effect. You mentioned the last dance post. Um, you know, that was Devontae Adams. The reports come out that he uh, is uh, unhappy with his contract situation. They've actually broken off those contract talks, uh, which is is kind of uh, uh, the Packers' MO. They've done this a, a number of times with, with high-profile players before ultimately paying them the top dollar that they want. But this, it is it is not great right now in Green Bay. It, they may be the smallest market in the NFL, but, but right now they certainly have the most drama. And we are still here just a few days away from training camp and have no idea if Aaron Rodgers, the reigning league MVP, is going to show up to training camp. That is crazy it is wild and i'm trying to as an outsider i'm trying to figure out who's the bad guy in this it depends on who you ask and i think if you ask packer fans on monday they might have a different answer on wednesday and i think there are a lot of there are a lot of fans really struggling with determining who who is at fault here i think um you know it's it's not the sports radio answer but the answer is nuanced to me um, the Packers have admitted some mistakes. They could have handled Aaron Rodgers differently with the Jordan Love situation, could have given him a heads up. Uh, Brian Gutekind said this offseason, you know, if, if Aaron Rodgers wants to be more a part of, of the decision-making around the roster, I, I would welcome that input, essentially saying, you know, Rodgers has not asked for that level of input publicly. Rodgers has said, you know, that's not my job. But at the same time, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, what we, what we don't really understand here is, why has this gotten so bad so quickly? He spent the entire last year since the Packers drafted Jordan Love saying, hey, look, I'm fine with this. I'm okay. I've made peace with it. I harbor no ill will. If you go back and, and watch the Kyle Brandt interview, um, that, that was the, the famous four fingers of tequila line, uh, he says, I don't harbor any ill will. I'm at peace. I know my future is a little uncertain, but I'm okay with it. 
clearly he's not okay with it. And we don't know what accelerated that. If something accelerated it, we don't really know all of the details here. It seems like we're operating with, with way less information than we'd like to have to understand, okay, what is it that took him from 13 and three NFC championship game, one drive away potentially from going to the Super Bowl and being the, the reigning league MVP to saying, I don't want to be here anymore. And, and then not saying anything outwardly all season or all off season, it, it really, it, it, it beggars belief in a lot of ways that we could have gotten here. And so the fact that we don't have that information, I think has a lot of Packer fans going, Hey, Aaron, what's the deal? The team is really good. You have a, a stacked roster and a loaded offense that was just the best in the league. What are you, what, what are you complaining about? I think there are a lot of Packer fans that feel that way. Peter Bukowski, Lockdown Today, Lockdown Packers, joins us here on the Lockdown NFL podcast. So I, I liked how you said nuance, and, and there's a ton of gray area, and there's a lot of speculation going on here. But so with that, give me a couple scenarios in how you see this playing out, and maybe some timelines on, on those scenarios. I think the most likely scenario is Rodgers comes back. We have this last dance sort of scenario where it, there's this you know, unkept secret that this is going to be Aaron Rodgers last year. I think that's basically how we're going to operate here. Now, whether Devontae Adams is is a part of that long-term, I don't know, but he he's going to play this year. Um, could this be a, a Jordan Pippen thing where Jordan retires and and you know and then comes back? And I don't know who the NFL version of the Wizards is. Um, you know, Maybe he goes to the Raiders and plays or something like that with John Gruden, and they go 10 and 7. And then Devontae Adams, you know, who knows, could be the Pippen, goes to, goes to Houston and does all that. That is the most likely scenario to me that that we get one more year of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. He gets traded, and and it becomes the Jordan Love era. Uh, no, don't ask me how that's going to go. I don't. I don't have any yeah. idea. There is a small percentage chance, I think, that Rodgers holds firm. You know, you talk to some people, and they will say, "No, he is adamant that he will not play for Green Bay this year." I think there's a there is a small chance that he sits and just says, I'm good. Now, you, you you posted the workout video, right? He's working out. He wants to yeah. play. And so I, I, I think he's going to play, and then it'll be the, the I, I want my Tom Brady moment, trade me, and I'll show you. That's the, that's the situation. I, I'm, I'm coming around, actually, to the idea that Rodgers is going to be at camp and, and early. Not day one, necessarily, but I think he's going he's gonna to show up He's going to say all the right things. They're going to play how they play. And then next spring is when we get the Rodgers trade. It's going to be a fascinating story to follow along with. All training camp seems like preseason long with Peter Bukowski. That's why you got to tune in to Locked On Packers. And, of course, Locked On Today. Few titles short of a last dance situation for uh, for, six. (laughs) At least for Devontae Adams. Five for Aaron Rodgers. But uh, it's definitely a tangled web that uh, we love to be seen weaved uh, play out, but uh, can't wait for it. Peter, thanks for your time, man. Anytime. One more year of Aaron Rodgers doesn't sound too bad compared to three more years or five even after the contract extension they were offering him. Really appreciate Bo Brack there from Locked In NFL taking over the hosting duties with Peter Bukowski, breaking down everything that we know up to this point about the Aaron Rodgers situation. But that's enough Green Bay Packers talk for one podcast, if you ask me. Let's circle back to the tight end that the Chicago Bears just added right before training camp next on Locked On Bears. A lot of moving parts 
in this Aaron Rodgers Packers situation. And no one knows more about moving parts than our friends at rockauto.com. They're a family business that have been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. They've got everything you could possibly need for your vehicle. Engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, the easy stuff, the complicated stuff. They've got it. So you don't have to go into an auto parts store and talk to the person behind the counter and they ask you a thousand questions and punch it in their computers and question whether you even know what you're talking about with your vehicle. Then they go look in the back. They don't have it in stock in person and so they have to ship it to you. Why go through all that trouble when you could have rockauto.com ship it directly to your door, simple and easy. You just enter in your car's make and model and boom, it pulls up all the different parts for your vehicle and you can sort between the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. So head on over to rockauto.com and see all the parts they have available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Signing a backup tight end is not earth-shattering news for the Chicago Bears, but it's notable anytime you add a guy that's probably going to make your 53-man roster right before you go down to training camp. He's been kind of the, Jesse James, I should say, has been the number two tight end for the Detroit Lions the last couple of seasons, and you know, Detroit brought him in to be a bit more than that. It definitely considered a, a pretty widespread disappointment there. And I have to give a shout-out to a friend of mine, and I believe friend of the show in the past, Jeff Risden. He's, I think he's the editor over at Lions Wire, and he does a Detroit Lions podcast and some other different stuff. He tweeted about uh, Jesse James when the Bears news came out and reminisced about him first watching Jesse James at practice and how he knew that signing was likely not going to work out. The tweet was, quote, he was a bust in Detroit from the very first practice. When I tweeted out, he looked like he was stifling diarrhea when he ran and was clearly inferior to Logan Thomas. And I think that's just the best way to describe, you know, a six foot seven big body tight end that doesn't really move all that well. Like just picture him like, you know, kind of Clenching it, holding together as he's trying to run, stifling diarrhea. I mean, that that's, it's A-plus tweeting from Jeff. And honestly, pretty much the whole reason I wanted to talk about Jesse James in the podcast was just to include that line because it's just an excellent description and hopefully sets the bar for you a little bit of what we should expect from, from Jesse James at this point. Lions cut him two years into a four-year, $22 million contract. And, you know, there was reason for optimism when they brought him in. I think they brought him in around the same time they drafted TJ Hawkinson. They were going to kind of be this this dynamic duo. Hawkinson, of course, always supposed to take over, but James able to be an uh, important member of that rotation and play a lot of snaps and more of a two-tight end look, kind of like the Bears are looking at with Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham. But James, in Pittsburgh, where he was drafted, I think fourth-round pick out of Penn State, had this sort of steady ascension over his four years. It wasn't anything drastic, right? He wasn't emerging as some dominant starter that, you know, they couldn't keep off the field. But each year, an increase in production, you know, went from 100-something yards to 200-something yards to 300-something yards to 400-something yards. Maybe you wanted more and a faster acceleration there, but it did represent progress, more efficiency, yards per catch were going up over the years. He was starting to make bigger plays and get more comfortable in the NFL. And so Detroit saw that and said, you know what? Sure. 
They're not bringing him in to be Travis Kelsey, right? They're not expecting him to be George Kittle, but you know, a four-year, $22 million deal was a decent investment in a mid-level tight end and really never quite got that from him. You know, he, he was healthy for the most part, didn't miss a lot of games, but just not an explosive playmaker by any means and really felt average at best as a tight end. Maybe the Lions and Detroit weren't the best environment for him to be successful, but clearly a drop-off from what we saw in Pittsburgh and, and didn't didn't continue some of that individual growth and, and maybe plateaued a little bit and dropped back. And so coming to Chicago then, hard to expect a lot, right? I mean, for me, he slots in pretty clearly as the number three tight end on the roster, given his experience. You know, he, he is a, a serviceable blocker, you know, bigger inline tight end for sure. Can be a little bit of a red zone threat, but given his size and, and lack of speed, he's not he's not separating as a route runner, right? He's not going to make a move and break a linebacker's ankles, right? He's not going to make a catch and run and, and outrun anyone down the field, you know, stifling diarrhea. I mean, that, that's holding on to the ball and just, just trying to hold on to it, just trying to hold everything inside. That's, that's about how Jesse James is going to run. But I do see that as potentially an upgrade over Demetrius Harris from last year. A lot of Bears fans kind of grew sour on Harris pretty quickly, and his role in this offense evaporated, you know, after five, six weeks into the season last year. But but I think, you know, somebody like Jesse James comes in with more experience than anyone else on the Bears' depth chart. And so, I mean, outside of Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet, of course, but so the guys below him slots him in as number three. It's, it's tough for Jesper Horstead. Probably means he's back on the practice squad. Tough for Jake Butt, who they brought in from Denver, and trying to see if he could be anything. And Bears obviously wanted something a little bit more consistent, a little bit more of a of a sure thing. It's still an open competition. It's not like Jesse James is going to be making all this money that the Bears couldn't decide to cut him and keep someone else instead. But, you know, track record suggests it'll probably be Jesse James as tight end three. J.P. Holtz could still make the roster as the fourth tight end. I mean, he plays some fullback. He's a very valuable special teams player. The Bears seem to have that desire to keep four tight ends in recent years and have some more of that depth here. And, I guess now as we enter training camp, the Bears are up to seven tight ends on the 90-man roster. So just how Matt Nagy likes it, they were down at six. Jake Button made it six. They were at five for a while before Jake Button. We were wondering, is everything okay? Is, you know, is Matt Nagy feeling all right? He, doesn't, he only has five tight ends on his 90-man roster. Now we're back up to seven, so it can be a full tight end carousel. And we'll see a lot of different guys working over the middle of the field. And we'll see what else the Bears do with their roster space. I mean, that was Anthony Miller's spot gone in for Jesse James. We'll see if anything else changes. But we'll keep you up to date on any and all Bears notable transactions throughout training camp right here on the Locked On Bears podcast. So make sure that you subscribe to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Bears players are finally reporting this week. Pretty soon we'll hear from Matt Nagy and maybe Ryan Pace at the start of training camp to kind of kick things off. So we'll get some some real fresh comments from the coach, probably about Anthony Miller and everything else that's going on this offseason. So I hope you'll keep tuning in, keep following along with us, subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts, watching on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel. Appreciate everyone who's been jumping on, liking, subscribing, commenting on our videos, creating this little community in the comment section. It's absolutely been fun to watch. It's been fun to help us get through this offseason with very little Bears activity going on. But now that we are finally in training camp, we are here. We've made it. We've done it. And hopefully from here, it should be a heck of a lot easier to bear down.